The Live Review Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 343 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode, we have, of course, our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edla Weiss, otherwise known as Ben Mosswoodwood. Have you got your towel, Colin? I do have my towel. Uh, because I am a sassy fruit who knows where my towel is. And also, we have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. Have you got your towel? I don't need a towel. I, I have a blow dryer. No, he's, he's no good. He'd be, he'd be left behind on the dissolving earth. Our staff liaison <laughs> officer, uh, Commander Psykit, is at the moment doing a charity stream and hopefully will be joining us later. But for the moment... It's just the three three of us. If you wish to join us, we are live. We are hanging out in game. And Ben, where are we? Because it's somewhere special. Uh, I am at Lay Radio Broadcasting House, which is a convenient hop, skip and a jump away from the Lave system in mm. the HIP 20524 system. Now, it's, it's, it's only a mild 200-ish. Light years away from leave, so just a quick commute. So, yeah. so basically, when deciding where to put our station, Frontier had a picture of the bubble on a dartboard and threw a dart, and it ended up here. Well, I, I like to think of it as a kind of redistribution to help with the, uh, the the broadcast signal that's going out over the galaxy. It's now coming from both Lave Station, the Lave, uh, the Orange Sound Winder Bar, and from Broadcasting House. That works, <laughs> but it's a very it's a very yeah, it's a nice, pretty outpost we're at, uh, with a beautiful yellow atmosphere. Um, cool. And I mean, by yellow, I mean kind of like either I, mustard I, I, yellow or diarrhea yellow. I'm not quite oh, sure which. Yeah, I guess it could yellow. be like the BBC. So I guess it could be like the BBC broadcasting house, completely redundant and unused. Mm. It's fairly happening here, actually. 
See, the thing is, there was me thinking, oh, he's making a nice picturesque view, and he says, mustard, okay, I can handle mustard. And then you went with diarrhea, I thought. Oh, it is faded too yellow, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> and people were complaining well, that all they were seeing was blue we skies. Could go for a chick- yeah, we could go for a chicken coma yellow. You know, fake chicken coma yellow. Oh, so <laughs> ready meal coma yellow. That what you're after. <laughs> That could work, I suppose. Oh, lovely. Um, so if you wish, you can join Ben at Lave Radio Broadcasting House. If you can't join him, you can always join in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat uh, or go straight to twitch.tv slash laveradio or go to Lave Radio on YouTube or go to Lave Radio on Facebook. We're managing all three. So um, we'll just quickly go around the team. Uh, see what they've been up to for the last week. And, uh, yeah, we'll start with Ben. Okay, so I know we're going to go into things more in, in a bit, but I, I've had very mi- a very mixed week. I've tried to play some Elite. I have played some Star Citizen. I have played some Sea of Thieves. I have played some Minecraft. And I think eventually I actually managed to play some Elite on Monday. Right. So it's been a bit of a frustrating gaming week for you then. My experiences in Star Citizen and Minecraft were great. In <laughs> Sea of Thieves, I got ganked to high heaven, and that was very, very frustrating. Uh, and I had the Rainbow co- Cobra effect, I suppose we could say, in Elite. Yes, that that has been a, a, a talking point, which we'll get to later. Right, Shan. Um, well, in-game, I have done absolutely nothing at all um, because I wanted to take a step away from the game to make sure I got my feelings in order and you know, just basically step away from the keyboard um, for it. In real life, uh, at the weekend, we saw some friends of ours. We stayed around their house. Yay! And it's the first time we'd actually seen them in person for over 15 months. So it was a, it was a great time that weekend and today i claimed victory over transport for london so i'm feeling even better you claimed victory was did they say you were in the uh, no parking zone for no no, no what happened was um was youngest mini shan had taken his car into london mm-hmm. uh to to visit his um soldier mates in, in kensington and we'd registered the car as you know, pay on entry for the congestion charge. And uh, they sent me a penalty notice through saying, oh, we haven't paid your congestion charge, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I thought, hang on a minute, I pre, I registered as a prepayment. How come you're doing that? So yeah. I phoned them up and it turns out there was a bug in their system so that although it said it had been registered and you can't change it because it's been registered with the message, yeah. it hadn't actually infiltrated through to the rest of their system. So they wanted to find me 80 quid. So I said, "Oi, I'm not paying because your system goofed. And they sent back a message today saying, oh, your fine has been cancelled. Oh, yes. Excellent. That's, that's, that's what you want. A win over the, over the parking people. Well, it does go to, so it does go to show that you shouldn't be a sheep and just pay the fine. You should just <laughs> digging. Uh, well, let's see. What have I been up to? Well, um, I've had a little bit more luck with the uh, with Odyssey than 
I think most people have. And I guess we'll go into those kind of uh, experiences that I've been having later. Uh, in the meantime, it's been the usual work, um, rest, play. Did play a bit of Final Fantasy fifteen over the week for a couple of hours over the weekend, just for a nice bit of monster bashing. But apart from that, that's been about it. So, um, Colin, sorry. I, I think you are the Jose Mourinho of Odyssey because you are the special one. I'm not the only special one. Well, neither is Jose Mourinho, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, let's okay. Let's cut to the plate, the chase, the development news. Well, what's had been happening this week? Well, um, obviously on Wednesday, uh, Odyssey was launched very late in the day. And to say that um, to say that it's been r- a rough release is a bit of an understatement. Um, well, for myself, um, as uh, I've already said, things did seem to work quite well for the vast majority of people. It didn't. And up to this point, um, it's got so bad that David Braben has not only put out one statement about uh, the present situation with Odyssey, but two. And I do believe we have, uh, as read by uh, by, uh, Commander Beetlejude, his latest statement. Greetings, Commanders. Here's a further update on where we are with Odyssey and to keep you updated on our progress and our investigations and talk a little about our next steps. This will be a long post, but please bear with me. Firstly, once again, I apologise for the experience many players have had running Odyssey, particularly the server issues and disconnects. Despite careful server spooling up, anticipating significant demand, they were still overloaded. After a good deal of investigation, the main cause of this proved to be to do with fleet carriers and the systems they use. I'll try to explain the gist of what the problem was, how we found it, why it didn't show during the public alpha. The whole team are working incredibly hard to resolve the issues as quickly as possible and improve players' experiences, and this is part of that process. As you probably know, we split Horizons and Odyssey into two sets of servers, with a plan to keep it that way until we ship Odyssey on console. Fleet carriers exist in both worlds, and when a fleet carrier jumps, this and all the players on board are kept in sync between the two galaxies. Due to a bug with them, significant amounts of data were going back and forth between the two worlds unnecessarily, and this loop between the two sets of servers simply mounted up and started bringing servers down or blocking them, resulting in many players getting disconnect errors. This is why we stopped fleet carriers jumping. And immediately, we saw a significant improvement overall. There were other issues too with this subsystem, keeping the BGS and other things in sync between the worlds. Once we had a solid fix for the fleet carrier and sync issues, we deployed it to the servers and re-enabled fleet carriers jumping. This was compounded by the fact we had a record number of concurrent players, so the servers were already working hard. Initially, we thought this was the effect we were seeing, that the high number of players was the main issue. But eventually some very smart people determined what was happening with fleet carriers. Turning to the subject of performance, first of all, I'd like to provide some background. When we first set the minimum specs for Elite Dangerous, back at the time of the Kickstarter in 2012, we made the assumption that for low-spec machines, the game was playable as long as the frame rate was over 30 FPS, with 60 FPS for higher-spec machines. 
Over the subsequent weeks and months after release in 2014, we optimised the game significantly. We had a similar thought process for Odyssey, especially considering that the lower spec machines will tend to be five years old or more, or be laptops. That 30fps would be acceptable as a minimum spec performance. Separately, we've heard reports of very high spec machines failing to perform as expected. We believe this is a different issue, possibly CPU related, and we're looking into that too as we speak. We will get to the bottom of the performance issues, particularly with the support of the community who are already providing useful information. Elite has always been about scale and ambition. With this latest and biggest expansion, the team have taken on an amazing challenge. The whole galaxy in one-to-one scale, now down to the millimetre. Millions of players interacting with each other and many millions of AI game characters on billions of worlds all orbiting around each other in an incredibly rich galaxy-wide ballet. I truly believe the team have created a milestone in modern video game history. This is not a static arena shooter where all the players join in at the start, but where players are continually joining, leaving, travelling between servers, alone and in groups, and so many other things. It's a real shame this incredible achievement is somewhat overshadowed by the issues we've been seeing. We remain committed to improving everyone's experience. In the words of JFK, we choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. So, what are we doing to fix the issues? As mentioned above, the team have been working incredibly hard to support and fix critical issues. They've already made good progress with three hot fixes and many server tweaks too. But we can see there's still more to come. Disconnects are now greatly reduced, despite record concurrent player numbers. As already explained, the performance issues may take a little longer to resolve and we greatly appreciate your patience. Our plan is to publish a roadmap by the 4th of June as we continue to push forward addressing issues, including giving some details on specific improvements, building upon the fixes the team have already made. Thank you. And my apologies again for the bumpy start to Odyssey. Blue Cobra Commander. So there we have um, the statement from David Bremen, read out very lovely, I thought, by Commander Beetlejuice. Ben, Shan, what's your uh, responses to this? I think it's lovely hearing from David, both this statement and the one on Friday. It's very nice to hear that there's going to be some kind of a roadmap. And combining this, or these statements, with the statements from... Uh, oh, what Arthur was saying on some of the recent live streams that he's been on makes me feel and know that David is very much at the helm of Elite Dangerous and Frontier. And this is him coming out and letting us know everything's going to be okay. Right, okay. Um, Sham. Um, can you see that horse galloping away down the uh, down the valley with the uh, stable door open? Um, yes, it's appreciated, David, actually giving some more detail in it. But my my kind of feel is it's almost too little, too late in a way. I'm still, I guess, I know I feel bitter and twisted about it, but 
it kind of reads like it doesn't really it doesn't really come across as thinking about the roadmap we were people were calling for a roadmap even before it came out people were asking for can you tell us what this you know it's it's saying oh we're going to do all this after the event now it's got things have gone wrong there's issues we didn't quite expect and by the way this is what we're going to do about it fair enough but these are all issues that were predictable beforehand and People, including people on this show and other live streams, were pleading with Frontier saying, look, what about this? What about this? What about this? And only now, when the thing has got a 30% approval rating on Steam, do, do they pop up and do something about it? I, I, yeah, sorry, I'm on a rant again. I'll stop. Yep. Um, we have a special section for, for Shan later in the show. <laughs> I wonder how this one's going to go. Well, um, obviously they had Super Cruise News number thirty-four today, um, uh, where they announced. Yeah, we've had this. Is I was going to say, Colin, do you have any feelings on this? Do I have any feelings on this? Actually, yeah, it's not often that David says things. I I do feel that um, in this case, Shan is kind of right, uh, and this comes from the point of view that. Um, I mean, I'm one of the lucky ones where I haven't had a lot of the issues that people have um, uh, have been hit with. And there's a lot of stuff that we highlighted in the alpha, and they just didn't seem to pick up on it or even acknowledge it. I mean, this, this is the thing, because my gameplay experience has actually been quite good. And, and, I, and I do feel like I'm kicking, kicking when they're down. But for everybody else who's been um, upset that they can't play this game, uh, yeah, I don't know whether or not that's going to be enough. I mean, yeah, I mean, as, as Stephen Usher says, he kind of summed up what I think I said in uh, in Discord when the first one came out. He's in damage limitation mode, and they're it all, kind of they're all uh, and, and 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 what it feels like. And what it feels like about the alpha process and all the feedback is, and all these suggestions people offered all the over the years of Odyssey development, is they've taken all our feedback and all the suggestions and stuff like that, and they've alphabetized them, um, put little colored tabs in a ring binder, and made sure that all everything's all printed out and nice and neat, and they've taken this folder and set light to it. Okay, Shan, and again, we will put your sh- that in the rant file for later. <laughs> ah, dear. Right, um, yes. So, Super Cruise News today, um, they have announced that, yeah, we've had um, our third hotfix today, uh, and also we've got a major patch coming on Thursday. Now, they haven't given any details about what this patch has. Um, do you think that they've been Turning these hotfixes around fast enough, although I got a funny feeling. I know that the the answer is going to be on this one. Well, it's, they're suspiciously quick, aren't they? They're either working their teams super hard and not letting them sleep, or I don't know. Sorry, but yeah, they are they are working very fast on them. Yeah, I think that might be because they've got a lot more data to work with, which will help them get to the answers quicker uh that's just my opinion but ben what do you think i think you know you're right they are working the teams incredibly hard i think you know we've had what three is it th- three uh hot fixes we've had now you and then a hot, yeah and server server updates in the meantime yeah as well. 
And I think one on a you know, I think this, Yep. And I think this thing on Thursday is going to be a bigger patch. So yeah, I think it's a combination of yes, they're working incredibly hard. Yes, they're getting more information, more debugging. So you know, I mean, I know Arthur was saying at some time on you know the evening, I think it was that whilst he was giving an interview, he was also in a live. Um, he was also in like four Discord or Microsoft Teams chats mm-hmm. with development teams who are busy working. And this is over a weekend. So, yeah, they're working very hard to fix everything. In addition to this, uh, they have now set up um, basically uh, a UI feedback and an optimization performance feedback, basically pages for uh, people to to try and help resolve uh, these situations. And from what I understood from what Arthur was saying is that they were having... There's a lot of confusion to hang on. Uh, people with certain builds, uh, PC builds, having performance problems, yet on their machines, which have very similar builds, uh, it's working fine. Now, obviously, the um, the optimization is an incredible sore point at the moment. You think that these feedback forms are going to help? Can't hurt, can they? Well, it, it's a really good excuse to copy-paste my feedback I gave in the alpha and put them in this thread, yeah. Yeah, but you've got to make sure that you're actually giving them the feedback they're asking for and not just spewing, this is everything I feel. No, no, no. It's, anyway, um, I just want to predicate, so I will tend to talk a bit that my, my comments are directed at the company, not the hard-working, wonderful people who do and work their heart out on this, because in spite of anything we say today, I, I think we're unified here in our appreciation of how, how hard work and how nice the developers are and how much this must upset them, given oh, how yeah. much work they've put in and how they would be expecting oohs, ahs, and wows from the players looking at their work. So... I just kind of I want to make sure that they understand what they do, how hard they work, really is appreciated in this. Yeah. Um, right. Well, yeah, we have the optimization and performance section, which um, you send as much information to edioperformance at elitedangerous.com, and you use the template which will ask basically for the diag report, what you were doing in the game. Uh, are you running Odyssey in borderless, full screen, or windowed? Odyssey in VR, any other apps running at the same time, and any third-party shader suits. Uh, in addition to the uh, uh, the graphics options that you might have, um, I mean, they're going to use this to analyze what the heck's happening with the uh, with the renderers at the moment. Because I think um, it's well acknowledged that there is something up, and for some reason. The testing didn't catch it when it should have done. Didn't someone do an analysis of the engine and found out it wasn't culling properly or something? Um, yes, we've got that listed later on in the show notes, Jan. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, what we've got here... Uh, oh, yes, we have also... the U- They are asking for um, feedback on specific bits of UI. Now, one of the most controversial, not the, the most controversial, because we'll probably come on to that, uh, but one of the most controversial bits of UI is basically the new Galaxy Map system map. 
So um, they're asking for feedback about this in particular, and later they'll be covering newer things, other things such as the um, the <clears throat> outfitting. Sorry, <clears throat> that's my that's my bugbear, but we'll move past that for the moment. Uh, so if you could, there is a thread on the forums where you could, if you leave your o- overall thoughts. The specific e- issues that you've got with the with the UI and suggested fixes for those issues, then they would appreciate the honest feedback. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that explorers are going into Horizons to map their courses and do neutron jumps and stuff like that, and only going into Odyssey when they want to land, isn't it? Because of the UI. Yeah, the, 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 I mean, the UI itself I found bearable. Uh, as far as the maps are concerned. Um, but I am using a mouse in order to do all this. If you are using um, the hot ass, say, for instance, you're in VR, it's it's a lot more clicky in order to, to get what we used to do. And it doesn't supply the same functionality, which is, yeah. Well, basically, my feedback on UI is what they've done is they've taken Windows 7 and turned it into Windows 8. Ooh, that's that's horrible. That's a horrible thing to say. Um, ben, what's your opinion on on the uh, the call for UI feedback? It's needed badly. Um, I did actually put some feedback in there, not raising the what I would call the user experience thing, but actually, you know, this is some stuff that's actually missing now, guys. You know, it's like you know the key thing that's missing for me is I've got a bazillion bookmarks. So if I want to, say, jump directly to Lave Station, in Horizons, I just say, go to my bookmark, and then go a lot, I think it's a long two or something like that, and I'm in route plan. And that takes me all the way to Lave Station. Awesome. In Odyssey, I can go to my bookmark, which is in Frontier's designation of folders, as opposed to what I would like, but that's another story. I then choose... Please navigate to here on the right-hand list of icons, and it takes me to Lave, not the station. Yes, uh, that that is um, one of the issues that um, I've highlighted as well. Um, yeah. It can. Um, yeah. What one thing I think is also missing from the UI and things is the detail and stats. Of things. I mean, we, I know you will go into the outfitting one later, but I'm particularly thinking about the the hand weapons and the upgrades, and just just no detail. You've got no idea what stuff does. You can't see whether the modification you're looking at will improve what you're trying to do. You know how, like in the in the existing UI, if you apply an engineering upgrade or you're going to change a module, it tells you what the effect on jump range or power or whatever was going to be. None of that is in there anymore. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, we're moving on from, um, obviously, the feedback section. Uh, again, today, the clarified uh, new feedback. Where were they? They were in um, any systems, uh, Blanchett's Vice, which was a, a nice looking settlement. I had to say, it looked uh, very pretty, that place. Yeah. I mean, looking through the the hot fixes that we've had, uh, all three of them, they've, they've probably followed the same kind of um, 
uh, same kind of pattern. Uh, it's a lot of work, basically working on trying to do general stabilities, further fixes for the orange sidewinders. Um, I mean, I must admit the the Cobra error messages did a number on my Steam Commander. Um, I didn't. This is this is one of the weird things I had. Um, my Frontier account was absolutely fine. I had not a single problem with either the frame rate or the the connectivity. My Steam alternative account, on the other hand, that had real connection problems, and you know it's running the same hardware. <laughs> Go figure, Ben. The hotfixes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as, as I said earlier, the guys are working bloody hard to do a bazillion things to try to fix things. I mean, as David highlighted in his post, they, you know, the, the, they they were being swamped by backend messages about the fleet carriers, which is why they got nuked. And they've identified and resolved that issue now, which is why they're back. They're turned back on again. And they're concentrating on get us all in game first. Get us so we can actually play. Then, I mean, to quote a former uh, software architect of mine, make it run, make it right, make it fast. Yes, that's that's. And they need to make it run fast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, In other news. uh, there was actually a financial report from was it Liberium? Now, aren't these guys the uh, the financial house that handles most of Frontier's stock yes, information? Yes, they are. Yeah, well, they they put out a statement about uh, the present state of uh, Odyssey, um, which reads: Last week we saw the PC release of Odyssey, the latest major expansion in the Elite Dangerous franchise. Although players suffered server connectivity issues in the first few days, we understand that many of these problems have now been resolved. Despite the challenges, player numbers have been relatively strong at record levels for Elite Dangerous, as would be expected. While additional concerns around the game's optimizations may take longer to fix, Frontier are working hard on resolving these through regular updates to ensure the player experience improves. We have no doubt that Elite will remain successful, a successful multi-year franchise going forwards as the company maintains its launch and mature, uh, mature approach to creating long-lasting games. We will keep our forecasts and target price unchanged. Um, and it says full version behind a paywall. Um, does anyone know what the, the full version behind the paywall statement was? Lol. No, because it's behind, behind a paywall. Yeah, the, uh, oh, the yeah, full yeah, version right. said LOL at the end. <laughs> Got you. Well, there, there's a couple of things to take away from that, to be honest. Um, the first thing is, yes, record player numbers. Um, I must admit that uh, when I did compare Steam charts, um, yeah, it was breaking uh, records, and those those numbers of players have stayed relatively stable, um, via Steam at least. Uh, and Elite Dangerous at the moment is running twice as high as No Man's Sky. It's what I would consider its closest rival. Um, so something must be working, right? Well, it's only been a week. Uh, you know, uh, there's, there's got to come a, a crunch point, I think, when either people who are 
think, okay, I can enjoy this now, or I got so completely fed up, I'm going to stop. And I don't know if a week is long enough for most people to decide which way they're going to jump. Oh, I think there's a lot of people who've already decided already. If you, if you want to talk about Steam reviews, um, I'm being nice. You, I'm being neutral. I'm being nice. Uh-huh. And you got a point on finance? Uh, yeah. It, again, I, I read a lot of financial statements uh, and stuff like that, and it's almost looked like a pre-prepared one written, perhaps by Frontier, because it just seems to gloss over the general disquiet that we read about you know it's almost like yeah don't worry about that it's all fine don't worry it's almost like the band playing as the ship sinks or starts to sink so i don't know i i think it's that statement is there is more for investors in the market than it is for players Mm, yeah but there is something about the player numbers though uh, even in steam charts now it's still above twenty five thousand. that's higher than it's ever been and it I would have thought if this had been such the train wreck that um, a lot of the commentators are saying, those player numbers would have died off back down to under the 9,000 mark. Not over 9,000. Um, if, <laughs> if I was being cynical about it, I, I would say that uh, there's been reports that getting a refund from Steam for this is quite difficult. Because what it does is it takes the hours you played in Elite, not the hours you played in Odyssey. So uh, being a bit cynical, you could say, well, the people who are showing us player numbers haven't got their refund yet. But we'll see. Let's give it a couple of weeks and we'll revisit this, I think, because it's too early to tell, really. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, if we go back in time over the last week or so, um, on Monday they did the Commander's Creations section, um, which showed off a lot of people's uh, creative works, um, including um, the fantastic uh, 3D printed uh, wall decorations. Did you see those? By um, Athens. Yeah, Anthony. Yeah. And Anthony Hunt, friend of the friend of the show, uh, he does um, a lot of it is the a lot of three D printing. Um, one of the things he's working on at the moment is a three D Rimlock helmet, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. But uh, yeah, so my friend who I visited on um, at the weekend, a, a, well, he sent me a three D printed uh, Cobra Mark Three through the post a few months ago. And uh, this week, he presented me with a 3D-printed dodecahedron station from the original Elite. And uh, above his dining table, he's got, say, original Elite Python, uh, original Thargoid, a Coriolis, a Cobra, what else has he got? And he's got, he's just drawn up a original Mamba and a Fergalance to print out on his £20,000 work 3D-printer. So, yeah, it's all cool. Yeah, Anthony, um, he's also done the Fifth Element uh, 3D printings. Was that somebody else? It, probably someone else. I doubt it's my friend. It's, he he oh, keeps talents. Not your friend. And Anthony, oh, Anthony Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. Uh, I, d- I don't know. Um, we'll have to look Somebody's up. Somebody's done something. They looked absolutely amazing anyway. If, if you like <laughs> fr- uh, Fifth Element, he's doing a great job on them. Um, other things included uh, a mining anaconda uh, picture by High higher churn <laughs> I apologise um, there is a 3D printed Corvette by um, Lamy Cron which has been p- 
painted as well. That looks very nice. Um, also, we've had a support terminal work by Nick Webner85. Uh, that's one of his art pieces from his Twitter account. Uh, Commander Beetlejude is, is featured again with a, a fantastic uh, slideshow for all the work that she's done in May. And uh, I do love these ones. The Ye Olde Elite Dangerous by Commander Zulu Romeo. And yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's a bad one for seal clubbing there, isn't it? Or oh no, it's cutting a panel open from. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it was like ye old panel is cut, ye old panel is down, or something. Yeah, seal is broken, seal is open. Um, and do you like the fact that they're doing these commander creations things? Uh, I think it's great that we're getting more of these things because you know the stellar screenshots are lovely, but the community does so much more than that, and it's nice to see that get highlighted. I find them a bit of a morale boost, actually, because it's easy to get sucked into negativity. And yes, I know I've made some naughty comments today, but I do find this stuff that people comes comes up with and spend their time and creativity on, I, I, I do find them quite uplifting, mostly, because I could never do the, some of the stuff they do. And so, like, wow. Oh, know. Right. And going back then to Sunday, we had another hot fix, but this time it was server side. It was a fix for the the, the horrible engineering materials issue. Uh, that that was horrible. Did they have the amount you need? No. What was what happened was that um, if you took a mission and you chose the material reward, instead of adding five or or how many rewards you got uh, to your material count, it would just replace it with five. So (laughs) you spent ages getting those 100 mats, and then all of a sudden you were now back down to five. That was not good. So what happens if you had zero of an item? Would it give you minus five, or would it have an overflow and give you, I don't know, 255? regardless of whether it went it didn't deduct it's doing set set value equals five rather than value equals value plus five so that one was fixed friday we had the first um statement from david braben including an an apology Uh, and that was um just before we got hotfix two uh and i must admit after hotfix two that's when my steam account actually stabilized so whatever they did in Hotfix 2 was enough for uh, my um, commander to, to, my alternative commander to start exploring, which I'll come in, I'll come on to at a later point. Um, of course, before then, we had Thursday uh, late evening where they had Hotfix 1. Uh, and of course, uh, also on Thursday, they had um, new details for the Odyssey, BGS and Crime details as well as having the Odyssey live stream, which, let's just say, um, the way things were going, it was a kind of ominous, because nothing seemed to work right at the very beginning. Um, Nothing seemed to work right. Again, it was lovely to hear from David. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was nice hearing from all the other devs and things like that, all the devs and the davs. (laughs) Um, So that was all all good. Yeah. Uh, So, and on Wednesday, we got the patch notes, which... um, yeah, everybody went through, I think, with a, a fine tooth comb. And yes, again, the patch notes themselves, if you actually copy them out into something like Notepad, 
and saved the text file, the text file itself was bigger than the original Elite, elite game. So <laughs> it just goes to prove a lot has happened in 40 years. So unfortunately, because of the um, the present state of uh, of Odyssey, um, this has started to filter back through into the press itself. Um, Eurogamer have gone with unhappy players review bomb Elite Dangerous Odyssey, and PC Gamer have gone players in uproar over Elite Dangerous Odyssey's bugs and poor performance. Uh, it must be said that other other outlets are picking up on this as well, including Massively OP and uh, a couple of uh, other websites. Um, it and of course we're going to have to touch on um, the state of play in Steam at the moment. So far, 3,000 reviews, almost 4,000 reviews, and it's down to about 30% approval. Can I, can I just say, yeah, I, I read through those uh, earlier on today, and, and to be fair, any review of a player under about 200 hours, I tend to completely ignore. Um, uh, this, I mean, this is one thing that I I'm, do have a little bit of a, bugbear about about the reviews yeah it it does i'd actually put this without trying to offend other people's feelings and there were, i did get the feeling that people were just itching ready to put the boot in i think some people were and i think some people were very knee-jerk reaction now frontier could have easily fixed this problem, I think, by, as a lot of people, including ourselves, including Shan, um, that's implying Shan's not one of us, um, you know what I mean there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Shan's playing, Shan's playing Miss Negative today, and I'm actually feeling rather positive at the moment. For no, I'm not, no, I'm not playing negative. I'm not playing a negative. No, I'm, I'm Shan, you're I being think. defensive now. So yeah, I think on. there okay. are some people who were very, very quick to get oh my god, everything sucks, it's so bad, and not getting a chance to to get, to get let things bed down. If I ask Shan what the state of, say, Guild Wars 2 was like after the state of some of its major patches, were they rock solid or were they the world was on fire? There was um, only and- one world was on fire patch, and that was when uh, ArenaNet went back on their promise about a certain level of gear power. And they went back on that after telling everyone for years and years and years, this is the most power you'll be able to get from from your gear. Three months after release, you could get gear with more power. Uh, And that caused huge uproar because they'd broken a promise. All the other ones, I mean, this is the odd issue, but nothing on this level. But I think think it's safe safe and fair to say that the majority of online service games day one release is you're lucky if you can play the damn thing um and i know you know from oh world of warcraft's burning crusade expansion you were lucky to play the first week a bethesda game i generally won't buy a bethesda game for six months to give them a chance to actually fix the thing yeah, I I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of the anger that's in the forums and on the and on Steam, is basically to do with this very point: is that they want a working product straight on day one, which 
in my opinion, that's you know that's should be the minimum. Yeah, I'm and, not going to say it's unreasonable, but it'll be a blooming miracle. Yeah, the, I mean, oh, I mean, the amount of uh, MMO updates I've been through, where everything just goes to fire for the first week, week and a half, I've been, uh, I have lost count. Uh, of course, the most notorious of these is what can only be described as the Star Wars um, NGE, which basically completely destroyed the game and put something in that was completely different. Now, I don't think, in this humble opinion, is that we are at NGE levels at the moment. But, uh, Ben? Jonathan T-Times just told me an even worse deployment. He's saying Evenline had a release which deleted some system files, config.sys, as he remembers, which prevented XP at the time from even booting up. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. an impressive. That's, that isn't. Surely it, um, they shouldn't allow a. Uh, yeah, a that's, that's a wow. That, that sounds more like a virus. although although some bugs were amazingly fun uh from a patch i mean there's the famous world of warcraft plague bug wasn't there oh that was fantastic also it's it allowed um, scientists to study the spread of a pandemic i wonder how much i remember that one in wow but did they did they try to give everyone herd immunity in world of warcraft (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, you talked about uh, preparation for release, and yes, and I keep going on about it, but Guildles 2 had a really good system for handling load at launch, is that because although it was server-based, you know, you, you had to log on to a server, what they did do is they brought in temporary servers, which you could at least play on while you waited for a gap to appear in the server you rolled on. And then when you joined the server you rolled on, it carried over your progress. So there was none of this sitting around for six hours trying to press a login and getting timeouts. You could at least get on and play, and then you could then rejoin your proper server after the load went. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I remember sort of updates for, good grief, I sound so old, for uh, Matrix Online, which basically... It, it, they were that bad. People just left the game. the The player numbers went from, I think, a respectable thirty thousand at the time to just above five thousand um, after oh, one I mean, bad patch. So we've seen um, a bunch of people at least saying that they've uninstalled the game, including notables like. Um, oh. My brain's oh, I'm having a brain fart. Does all the crashing into the planet and missing, who I did a quiz with the other day. Um, primetime Casual. Oh, right. Yeah. He's, 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 uh, you know, yeah, Primetime Casual's gone off and see you in six months, guys. Fair enough. Yeah, um, so a lot but he does, that lot does imply that he'll be that. coming back and he's, he's just taking a break, but, you know. Well, I don't think he's taking a break. I think he's cheesed off and... Understandably and rightfully so, that some people's perspective, Frontier consistently said, we everything is so much better than it was in the alpha. Mm-hmm. There is so much more there. Mm-hmm. And then we get release, 
earlier beta. Yeah. This, and this a lot is... of people are very upset about that. Yeah, so much so. Uh, how have they managed to do this? They've managed to tag Odyssey as um, early access in Steam? It's a user tag, not an official tag. Isn't it? Oh, right, okay. That's a real thing, but yeah. So a lot of people have tagged um, uh, Odyssey as early access at the moment because they're, they're that hacked off with it. Um, well, it, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, the performance issues... They have been an absolute kicker. Oh, gotcha! And yeah, um, I, I'm flabbergasted at the at um, uh, some of the the response. Well, not the the responses, but some of the the performance that I've seen on on people's machines. I mean, um, Shan, just for uh, comparison's sake, how is have you managed to first of all run the game, and secondly? What performance are you kind of getting on your? Was it three seventy? Uh, well, I've got a thirty eighty. Thirty eighty, of course. Yeah, it, it's running in four K on a five gigahertz seventy seven K. So I wouldn't call it CPU bound. Um, if you're listening, David, um, but I've been struggling to get thirty FPS in game mm-hmm. uh, in, in in the settlement. If I go to Horizons, if I go in space. It's perfectly fine, but you know, my my. I mean, for example, I can run um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven with all the bells and whistles and toys on, in excess of a sixty FPS average, mm-hmm. um, and I would call Cyberpunk a way more graphically demanding game than than that. And it was interesting seeing what David was saying about they aimed for thirty FPS on minimum spec, but have you pl- tried to play a FPS at 30 frames per second? Nah. I, I've, I've, no, I've had no problem with it, to be honest, but I guess that's just me. Uh, ben, what's the... Uh, what's How's your FPS doing on your, on your machine, then? Okay, so at the moment, in the station with um, Commander Unscanned, mm-hmm. so uh, Jathar Varel, uh, whoever, Stephen Usher, Nephilius, and I think somebody else is lurking around somewhere, and I am on a whopping 13 FPS at the moment inside the station. So that ain't so good. Uh, on the other hand, when I was outside driving around, I was around about 25 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's what's the card that you've got at the moment? I've only got a 970. Oh, but you've got a 970. I'm on a... So I'm on a 970. I've I've taken my graphics... Down. Oh, there's Miggles. He's here as well. Um, I've taken my graphics down from 2560 by 1440 mm-hmm. down to a 1080p. I've gone from high slash ultra down to medium. So, just so really, to try and do something. So, really, what I should do is sell my 3080, buy a row of terrace houses in Manchester, <laughs> <laughs> and then buy a 970 to run Odyssey better. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I've got a a, a ten fifty um, GeForce, and like I said, I'd, I've had reasonable performance. It's not as obviously, it's not as good as Horizons, but the fact that, like I said, I feel like I'm one of the lucky ones because I haven't had that kind of issues that everybody else has. 
I mean, David uh, did say he he was running the game on a was that nine eighty or something. He was saying he was running it at. Yeah, which oh, yeah. is. I mean, that's yours is better than that one, Ben, isn't it? It's better than what? Uh, a nine eighty. Sorry, I've completely. No, the nine seventy is worse. The nine seventy is worse than a nine eighty. Sorry, I um, thought you. I thought you were on a different one. I don't know why. I just had my brain yeah. trump myself. And oh, welcome, Psychips and Psychips Charity Stream. Hi, guys. So Stuart is saying his RX five uh, five seventy is getting thirty to forty, and Jathar Burrell has got a thirty seventy lucky sod, yeah. and he's getting. 24 FPS with me at the moment. Yeah. So it is uh, it is such a weird made. Yeah, it's just it's such a weird issue with the, with the FPS. Now, um Arf has been doing the rounds. Uh we know that he has been on the flight assist with oh, it could that be a commander psychic turned up? Wasn't it? Why are you here? I I've been back out of the other place. Waiting for you all. <laughs> Our wild psyche appears. Blinking Nora. Hi, friends. You've How been you at doing? the bar, haven't you? I have. I have. I've uh, been yeah. Oh, So I see we've got Commander Whoever, Commander Jothrin. Oh, I can't I can't make out their names properly there. Sorry. Uh, so Just it, yeah. So we've got at least three or four people with you at the moment, but it is, it is a little it's, bit. I think it was five of us, yeah. But yeah, it's, I, mean, I should not be getting 15 FPS, put it that way. Oh, ow. Yeah, so yeah. I, th- I think that's the the lovely that's that's the, the challenge that they've got that they've got to face, isn't it? Because just turn the lights on. <laughs> but surely people I know they didn't they report the performance issues in Alpha and wouldn't that have like raised a red flag? When in their detailed analysis of all the feedback, I'm pretty sure everybody did. But you know, as we've as we said during the alpha, two weeks is not enough time. It was, to it was longer than that. Identify and fix these. It's four weeks to the alpha. The two no, weeks but, between. The, the between between times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing was that during the alpha, um, I think the first and the second. Uh, stages it did seem to run like a dog and then but three and four it, the performance seemed to improve a lot for me uh, and I must admit it improved a lot more when uh, it finally got released but that hasn't gone through to everybody else which is was this this trunk this branch that turned out to be the main trunk of the tree I don't think it is the main this wasn't the main trunk of the tree because they have put in um, double the amount of settlement layouts since then and that itself would be a lot more than they wouldn't have been able to put that based on the alpha right, um, well I'm just going to quickly jump over to Psychit saying hello dear, welcome Hello. glad you could make it um, now you've obviously had uh, R on your, you with you and Mal uh, yeah. having, having a bit of a chat Um Anything you'd like to comment on on what the situation is at the moment? Oh, it's tricky, isn't it? It's it's um uh, that's the understatement of a century. It's um <laughs> I I feel really really sorry for um the the CM team, the devs, and all of that who are um working like dogs to try and get everything playable. 
Now that's no, that doesn't excuse the fact that a product that was released that isn't playable. However, um, it's it's not. I, I it's definitely not their fault. There's a there's a link there that um, I, I just feel really sorry for the people who are having to um, deal with the ang- angry, angry, angry people. Um, Off did say that they did think that it was going to be perfect. They thought it was going to be a perfect release, which um, is a little blinkered, um, especially given Frontier's past history. This, was that um, after drinking the onion head coffee from the machine? Potentially so, potentially so. Um, Given what happened with, I was expect I was I was expecting it to be great, at, but the BGS debugger. That was like my my bar was when we're not going to have any BGS for like a week or so before that's all sorted. My bar wasn't okay. I'm going to go and do this stream that's been organised by someone and um, have nine frames per second, and also at the same time be going um, and and also at the same time really really having loved the alpha and loved these ground missions in the alpha sitting there and having nine frames per second and going this is the most frustrating yeah what happened between then and now and seeing station interiors being fully fully rendered and all of that that stuff that everything that's coming through i don't know how much you've covered already i'm sorry if i'm if i'm repeating stuff but um it, we haven't said any of this. Uh, we're still on the development news. I, I, no, no. We're, we're going to go into that section later. It, okay, well, great. I shall hold my tongue until all of that happens, but it's, yeah, it's quickly, so Shan, strange. It is. Sean, uh, do, you, do you want to quickly respond there? I, I, I'm just getting off, getting up on my chair after what um, Psykit said about them being expecting a perfect launch and things because quite clearly there is some huge communications gap or messaging gap or reality distortion field mm-hmm. that that is inside frontier at the moment for that message to come through from the community and the players feeding back saying there's significant performance issues is this 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 and this issue we don't like the ui etc all the stuff that we've seen and that feedback going in the last four weeks of beta mm-hmm. and that's somehow then becoming hey it's going to be the best perfect launch ever i just yeah a reality distortion field is the only way i can i can describe it i just right. don't get how you can get that level of disconnect but no right okay then we'll um we'll leave that and come back to it in a bit um i think that covers everything to do with the release that Frontier have have sent to us. Um, hmm. So we'll just quickly go over what the in-game events have been for the last week, <laughs> if anybody else noticed them. Um, on May the 20th, the Alliance candidates have announced their uh, community drives, which are the community goals to influence the Alliance election. Um, so if you want to... Uh, help decide who is going to be in charge of the alliance then uh you run the the uh, community goals at the moment um on the 21st of may uh, hadrian deval's allocations were declared inconclusive so it does look like it was a frame job and the federation couldn't have attacked notice that they have said inconclusive not vindicated 
In alien news, the Thargoids are pursuing the Aegis megaship, um, which is carrying a whole load of um, Guardian uh, relics. Um, they seem to be attacking this uh, megaship uh, willy-nilly, and on top of that, the Federation are not allowing them uh, to enter uh, any federal system uh, as it is attracting those Thargoids. That was announced on the 24th. However, also on the 24th, the Oracle station, uh, Delphi station, it almost crashed into the planet. Um, Delphi station has been attacked by in the Thargoid attacks last week, uh, and it was noted that its orbit, orbit was decaying and would impact on the planet's surface within um, eight hours. Uh, however, um, it does seem that the orbit has stabilised, uh, but intriguingly, we have heard from ARF that this was intended. I do believe they said that on your stream, wasn't that right? Same interview, yeah. Um, he, uh, what was, I, 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 I can't remember the exact wording, but he, it was along the lines of, I know why it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it is a it's um something that was it, that's meant to be there, but it wasn't it wasn't supposed to happen. Is that, something along those lines? Is that like the thing when you were a kid and you go, oh, I meant that? Yeah. I, I don't I don't necessarily believe it to be uh, believe it to be that. Um, I think I think that that there is a mechanic there for it, but it wasn't the right time. That was that's what I took um, oh, right, took away right. from the conversation anyway. One one observation about this plague ship. Uh, story. If you've got something that's attracting Thargoid to like wasps or a jam jar, why would you lead it into Federation space? Why wouldn't you just casually sort of move it out of the out of the bubble and away sufficiently fast enough for Thargoid to chase after it? What you don't lead you don't lead swarming wasps into your house. You lead them away from your house, don't you? Speaking personally, I'd happily lead them to into Federation space. <laughs> Or Empire Space, depending on which superpower you hate the most. Um, right. <laughs> so that kind of brings us up to date. So I think it's time uh, for a store alert. Store alert! In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your arms. In the bi-weekly actually have a store alert i have the community letter but i don't think we've got a store alert did we the store alert kind of came with the odyssey release didn't it yeah um what they covered in the the newsletter is obviously uh sagittarius i magazine number 36 has been released uh that is also available as a podcast which um you can hear some familiar voices on uh, discussing various in-game events in 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 the galaxy, uh, we have obviously they the covered the the touchdown video uh, done by Commander Tokuso and performed by Heli. Um, of course, flight assists uh, for Young Lies versus Cancer has been mentioned in that as well, um, and also 
mention the two competitions which are running at the moment, which are the Tobii Tracker 5 and the Dream Gaming Setup. Um, did anybody else <laughs> enter the Dream Gaming Setup? I know I've got about seven or eight entries on that one. Yep. So I did enter it. Uh, even though I don't like gleam things, I did enter. <laughs> uh, and of course, they they did cover off on the Xbox using anti Xeno combat. Um, did anyone see that? Did he? How did he actually do? He did quite well, actually. I think. Excellent. It's it's good to know that the it's better than the last time we saw <laughs> last time saw Stephen uh, attempt to to take on a Thargoid. That oh, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a comment on the uh, the, the store um, There was a whole load of new suit skins and things like of that. Course. Yep. Um, yes. A couple of comments on that. The first of all was a cowboy hat over a space helmet. Just looks weird. And, 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 and secondly, do you, do you feel they're reasonably priced for art? Actually, you know, I haven't even looked at them at the moment, so I'm going to look up them now. I do, only because they're so modular, because you can put literally yeah. an, half an arm on um, from one thing, or, like, it's so... You can really, really um, differentiate and individualise based on what you have, so it's... Also, it's, they're a lot more detailed, aren't they? Yeah, Absolutely. And um, one thing we do have to point out, a lot of people did say that they were missing the, uh, you know, their hollow me clothes. Um, it turns out that this functionality has been moved from uh, <laughs> hollow me itself to the actual customization option for your loadouts. So, yeah. Um, so just having a quick look through <laughs> through these suit customizations, you got the Raider pack, the Peacekeeper pack. That's yeah, I see what you mean about the the um, the hats. I mean, I have I've got um, am I wearing? I don't know if I'm wearing the hat at the moment. I have that set. It looks awesome, and you almost looks like oh, you know the the Reavers from Mass Effect, Colin. Yes. You know your, your face when you've got that helmet on. It's almost like that. Uh, it's really it's a really really weird helmet you've got on. Uh, plus the hat <laughs> yeah um, I must admit hatted helmets I, I do see that they've got they've gone for the fashionable face masks as well <laughs> just yeah. to keep on going well just yeah. in case there's space COVID about you have to have a mask over your helmet <laughs> yes and, and we have it and we can wear a scarf yes and they've fixed it apparently oh <laughs> have they fixed blo- it now? Okay. Yeah, they were block. It was blocking. It was. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Alf about that on Twitter the other day. Yeah. So, for your sixteen and a half thousand arcs, you would. What's that in real money? Um, it depends on what you buy, isn't it? What's sixteen a bit? Well, how much per arc is it now? Do we know? Uh, I'm just trying to look that up at the moment. One thing that I think is very interesting, while Colin does the math budget, (laughs) is. They went back on to selling a pack rather than here is the suit. 
that, and I thought that was very interesting. They've got onto the. Or is that because the psychic rather than is that because the psychic said, you know, you may want a a blue arm and a red arm or some variation in between, and and by buying a pack, it gives you the freedom to mix and match and become a space tramp I don't think it's rather than a space cowboy. I don't think it's because psychic said that, but you know. Yeah, you are looking at approximately um, £9.59 for um, one of those packs. So it's about a tenner. So if you're willing to pay £3.30... Yeah, if you're you're willing to pay £3 for a suit, or £3.30, three recurring for a suit, Um, then, yeah. A 75p a limb. (laughs) 75p a limb. (laughs) And how much for your head? Well, you get the torso on the head for free. <laughs> <laughs> and who doesn't love getting the head for free? Easy. Oh, just... Oh. <laughs> we were doing so well. We were being serious. <laughs> we were being objective. Until Psychic joins. And hey, then... hey, Shan, don't you dare pin this shit on me. I'm just... Well, it must be coincidental then. Fully coincidental. Yeah. To remain yeah. on topic, if the hat fits... <laughs> um, Stuart GT has, has done a, a bit of comparison. Meanwhile, for the F1 car and skins or the Lamborghini and skins in Rocket League, they cost 20 quid. Oof. Yeah. So, okay. at least they're not uh, $75 for a monocle, a space monocle. What, oh. the, what the hell's that from? You, you, do, you do I don't know. Like, I... Monocle. Oh my God. Or even horse ar- space horse uh, armor. Yeah, the in Eve, um, there was about I think was it they limited them to about five hundred, but there were five hundred of these um, absolutely useless monocles that basically you could mm-hmm. put in your character portrait, and that cost you seventy five quid. Okay, and they sold out. Ow. I'm not surprised that they sold out. Sold out. Yeah, I mean, um, so it's been Star Citizen's Fleet Week. And I was reading on the Star Citizen Discord that there were people literally queuing up, waiting for RSI to release a the next batch of however many $3,000 spaceships. Oh, my God. And, you know, they were, you know, basically, yeah, they were, they were queuing up, waiting for it, and delighted when they got it. Yeah. I mean, if they've... If they've got the money to spend in it, then, you know, yeah, who are we to stop them? We can hardly shake a stick at them and saying, no, you're spending your money wrong. Yeah, you're wasting your money on a product that's not finished. <laughs> exactly. Um, we're going to take a quick ad break, which will hopefully give me enough time to put the rabbit away, and uh, which is not a few euphemism, Ben, just careful. And uh, we'll be right back with some choice thoughts about how Odyssey is going. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. 
fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to fuelrats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? You've flown ships at max speed. You've felt the power of the 30-megawatt mining laser. You've experienced the efficiency of the MB4 mining machine. Wow. But it leaves every hardcore miner with just one question. Why can't I get a shave that's that fast, close and efficient? Introducing the Saracen MB5 shaving drone. It's so smooth. Combining the power of a mining laser with the convenience of a drone. It's like every hair is targeted by a fighter and destroyed. Saracen's patented shaving drone attaches to your face at the start of the day. Leave it to do its work, and when you come back to check, your face is shaved. He's so smooth. It's like I'm mining my face. The Saracen MB5 shaving drone. Now I feel manly. Saracen shaving. Making shaving an unnecessary adventure. Are you thinking of suing over missile python protection insurance? Had an accident in an airlock or slipped in a space station cargo bay? And thinking of suing for compensation? Well, don't. I tried to take my ship commander to court for making fertiliser out of my crewmates. Legal fees have left me with nothing. And now I'm hungry. All the time. At Watt and Brittany, we take small print very seriously. We have a massive team of lawyers just waiting to block your case and ramp up your legal costs. I wanted a simple, no-win, no-fee arrangement. My case got blown out of the water by Watt and Brittany, and now I have to rent out my arse for hydrogen fuel. At Watt and Brittany, we have a saying. If you don't want a beating, stay out of our court. I was savaged by a wild creature whilst fixing a vending machine. Can't I claim compensation? No, you can't. Because we have a massive team of lawyers and you're just someone who works for a living. What and Britney? Don't even think about it. He was a space pirate with quirky habits. Hi. Most people find me quirky. I don't eat in front of people. She was a busy space liner captain with no time for love. I've got 50 passengers to take on a space whale watching tour. I don't have time for dating. But when fate throws them together, the result is... Pretty inevitable. You're like no man I've ever met. Forget my job, ship and crew. Where should we go for a date? It better not be a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) From Sydney and Dreams Entertainments comes a new Total Immersion experience. It was incredible. I just put on the headset and it's like I was there, in the story. Using Signy and Dreams' patented Dreamware Immersion headsets, you'll feel the love. It was like I could feel everything that lucky ship captain was feeling. You'll feel the passion. Let's just say, when they got off, I got off. You'll feel everything. Did you enjoy your meal? I don't think I should have had that raw seafood. (laughs) (laughs) Signy and Dream Entertainments and Dreamware headsets. Bringing you closer to the adventure. Signy and Dream Entertainments is a division of Signy and Dream Military Educational Software. Combat training software also available. Please be aware that improper use of the Dreamware headset may lead to psychosis, time loss, memory impairment and hallucination. 
Uh, well, welcome back, everybody. Now, obviously, with the, the usual leave radio sensitivity, <laughs> um, we're going to go over what everybody's experiences and thoughts have been for um, for Odyssey so far. Um, now, <laughs> better brace yourselves, because I think this one's going to be a fun one. Um, what we'll do is I'll go around uh, each of the crew uh, and, and see what their how they're they're finding the the experience and what they think needs to be done and um so if you don't mind we will start with ben gonna put you on the spot here yeah that's fine so my thursday friday saturday sunday as i said earlier were basically a collection of rainbow cobras and when i could get in i was running you know, various missions and settlements. And if I was getting 20 FPS, I consider myself lucky. And as I said to the guys of several times, it's a bad sign when I am getting a more FPS playing Star Citizen than I am playing Elite Dangerous. And what's even more worrying, Star Citizen was being more stable. And Star Citizen's never more stable than Elite. And that was, yeah, that was that was a bit of a downer, frankly, because I was I was wanting to do things. Um, I did manage to find find our station thanks to a certain uh, commander corner, uh, and I'm actually I'll take this opportunity to say thank you very much to the oh somebody of. Norway. It's basically we've we've been moved into another human player factions area of space, and they very kindly allowed us to move in. And you know they they know we're not going to sort of try and take over or do anything nasty to them. So yeah. they're they're basically running the the broadcasting house for us, which is very neighbourly of them. Yeah, that's um, quite nice of them. Yeah. Uh, but I want to try and find here, do some missions. Then I wanted to get back over to Hutton Space because the Hutton truckers are under attack. And I just couldn't stay in the game long enough to actually do anything. Yeah. Um, and then I think on yesterday evening after work, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to actually just take different kinds of missions to wrecks of things and so on. And all of a sudden, instead of getting 20 FPS, I was getting 50, 60 FPS. And it was just like, you know, night and day. Now, obviously, I was out there in the middle of nowhere with a single crashed Sidewinder or a broken SRV or something like that, rather than a full settlement around me. So it's obviously whatever they're doing with the settlements that's killing us. Yeah. Rather than the whole planetary tech. But... Yeah, once I did that, and that was that was a lot of fun, and I did that for a few hours, and that that was great fun. Yeah, I yeah. think you know that's been my direct experiences with it. Okay, this is the first. I've got two questions which I'm going to be putting to everybody: is um, if it wasn't for the FPS uh, problems and the network connectivity, do you reckon Odyssey would would have been good to go? Uh, would you have considered it a proper release and not what people have considered a beta? Okay, shall I resume with that question in mind then? Yes. Okay, so if I was getting 30 plus FPS 
and I wasn't getting disconnected, the game wouldn't be the game that I was hoping it was. Because as you all know, my goal is basically I want Grand Theft Auto in space. But it wouldn't have been... The issues with what content we have have Mm -hmm. been overshadowed with the issues in performance. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, And um, I've just been given the proper name of the the system that we're in as well, the, the guys who we're in. It's the patrons of Little Norway. So thank you very much there, guys. Yes, very, 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 very nice Norwegian people. I've not met a nasty Norwegian person yet, to be honest. So. Yeah, that's fair enough. And I, I have from, and I do love Brunost um, as well. So, yeah, and actually generally Norwegian breakfasts are generally just blooming delicious. <laughs> uh, okay, um, right. Well, is there anything that you think that um, Frontier... Well, what would you like to see next from Frontier about this, then? I'm assuming we're not talking about bug fix. Are we talking features or bug fixes? Yes, we're, we're talking features and bug fixes. Okay, so for Odyssey, big patch one, shall we say? Mm-hmm. I don't think I think I don't think we'll get it, but I I'm still desperately hoping for some kind of ship interior. I've got a bad feeling that might even be its own patch if we ever get it. I think that's its own um, ex- ex- expansion, to be honest. But yeah, that's what I mean. Its own expansion. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why it should be so, frankly, because you know the game. There's a lot of potential gameplay in there. I'd like to see them expand where we can walk around and do things, mm. and I don't just mean another settlement type. I mean, I want to visit my bedroom in Lave Station. I but. I, um, I I want. A so bunch who would you have in your bedroom in Lave Station? Alyssa, obviously. Oh, no. this this is a worrying thread of conversation, Jan. Shouldn't um, have opened that box. Yeah, no, the, I mean that's, that's what the whole said. reason why I want. Oh, just... <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason why I want this though is because yeah, you know that people will spend a fortune decorating their ships in their bedrooms. True, very true, and. I mean, the, the gameplay involved, if we had FPS on ships, would be amazing. You know, there is so much potential that would bring. Um, but, I, you know, I want social interactions. I want to be able to wave at people. I want my slash dance command back. I want a mailbox on which I can dance. Right. That, those are very, very good suggestions. Right then. Um, hesitantly, brace yourselves, everybody. It's Shan's turn. Why are you, Would you saying have a like that? If you don't want to be scared. No, 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 no. Um, I just want to predicate what I said because I, I took some time out of Odyssey to get my thoughts straight and ha- my feelings straight around it because when it was first launched, I was so upset. I I was actually struggling not to put angry words down and frustrated words down. So I thought, now I'll take a step back and I'll try and look at things in a more rational manner and as i said at the start of the show anything i say is not aimed at the individual developers because i've met most of them they're great amazing hard-working guys if history says that this is a failure then the failure is of senior management at frontier because it owned david braben only pops up to say a few sorries and stuff like that it's 
he either didn't have his finger on the pulse of, of Odyssey development or um, he deliberately said go when it clearly was not ready to go. And everyone who commented on the forums said when they saw the release say, please do not release this. It will be another cyberpunk. And they just have not learned from the industry. They just have not learned from all the other people that does it. And I'm asking myself, who is the biggest sucker? Is it the biggest sucker that us lot who pay money for games when this behavior happens? Or is it the, the shareholders that continue to invest money in companies that do this okay that's that's the strong stuff out of the way right well can um, i um hang on oh hang on now i just wanted to point out the shareholders are doing all right so guess who's the sucker yeah well it was a rhetorical question um <laughs> anyway and, and going on to more specific things there's a different and i'm not talking about performance issues or stuff that i believe is easily fixed like uh, the you know performance issues and and crashes because they are small fry in what I consider to be the flaws in Odyssey. So I've, I've got a list here, and sorry if this goes on a bit, but I had to write notes. The difference between a meh game and a wow game, I don't mean World of Warcraft, but wow, is attention to detail. So, for example, if you are out in the black, if you had a a year's expedition and you're 30,000 light years away from the nearest anything, you do not have a Dyson multi-tool in your ship that's fault. So it doesn't matter if you see some amazing blooming space flower that no one has found. You cannot scan it because they didn't think about explorers out in the black might want to do that. Um, if your SRB is destroyed while you're in it, your ship doesn't appear you don't appear back in your ship as you used to your ship is now in orbit so you then have to go back and do all that the the, the engineer grind and i saw some numbers of that it's absolutely horrendous unless you glitch it by logging in logging out at um at sites and keep stealing the stuff again and again and again unless you cheese it the engineer grind is horrendous in the ui which we talked about there's just a lack of detail. You have no idea what stuff does. Even in the outfitting stuff, you've got no idea what effect your mods are having to the ship. It's impossible to build and min-max the ship or anything because we're not given the details. And in spite of my rant earlier, Elite Five Stars, oh my God, you just killed 37 years of lore. Sorry, you're adding repetitive, adding nothing gameplay for the sake of it. And that, and as Ben said, there's just a single room in every station. There's no role play. There's no interaction. There's no cardboard box for us to get in for and add our own content inside the station because all you get is a single room you can't even buy a damn drink at. You know, it's it's really frustrating. Sorry. Um, and also, um, the broken promises about spaceship interiors and the whole David Braven video that was coming on Kickstarter. Where is that? Is that coming? We don't know. Um, the crime and punishment system. Oh my goodness me! It's just everything is either the whole base is on you dead. You are seen stealing stuff, even if there's no one in the room. You're you're instantly found guilty. It's just ah, uh, the map. You can't do neutron jumps, and also if you try and 
map your jump and use target another interstellar body, another stellar body, sorry, in that system, it loses your, your route. That, that should have been play tested. They had to respond this. I'm sorry, but it's just no excuse. And the, there comes a time, and the uh, and the biology scanning game. If you look from the outside and you're scanning an item, it looks like you're taking a wiggle up a tree. You know, it's just for goodness' sake. And there comes a time when having a minimum viable product ends up not being a viable product. And I think we just hit it. And overall, the, the strategy that they've had has just been horrible. They just have not communicated or set expectations or anything. It's just, I, Seriously, if I was in charge, I would be saying, okay, who do I sack? It is that bad. It's catastrophically bad communications because a lot of what we're seeing with pushback is about um, lack of setting expectations, lack of clarity. We weren't promised a roadmap until everything's turned to poo. And it's like we, we had to twist our arms into doing a roadmap. Proper communication strategy, proper communications and proper expectation setting. It's business 101. And I'm sorry it failed. Right. Okay, uh, Ben, you had something to say about explorers and Dysons. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got something on that. I, I understand your point, Shan, but frankly, if you're an explorer thirty million light years away and you didn't realise Odyssey was coming up, what bloody rock were you under? You knew this was happening. You had no excuse if you wanted to play with your Dyson. You had ample opportunity to get back to the bubble, or even back to. Um, Sagittarius A Star or Colonia. Yeah. The thing is, though, when oh. Horizons launched, they equipped every single ship with a atmospheric module mysteriously. Yeah, it needed that in order to land on the planet. It, it, well, you need that in order to. Ex- yeah, I mean, and also people have been playing the game. That some well, so you're going to give everybody a free suit. Everyone three free suits. No, no, the whole the whole suit design is flawed in my point of view. The whole point of you can only have oh, this suit. I will use this tool. Agreed. I think we should have like it breaks the whole modularity of every other part of the game. It's like why the hell can't we just buy a scanner or buy a arc cutter? Why is it attached to the suit? I've no idea. But that's another that's another thing for another time, maybe. Yep. Because we know that there are certain things that they ain't going to change, and the suit layout is going to be one of them. That's one of the problems. So, are you feeling better now that you've? I've got one. I've got one more. While I had a breath. Okay, Sorry, one more. Um, just in my experience, the gameplay does not motivate me to do better or get better. It's just more of the same, ad infinitum, and I, I'm quite sad about that, really, because I expected and wanted more from the people I met and talked to, and. To be fair, from David Braben, who not only is, has been part of the industry for 30 plus years, he, he, he's a grand, he's a godfather of the industry, and I expect it better from him and his company. So let's just say that it's, has this actually broken elite for you? Um, I don't know. I'm struggling with that one, to be fair, Colin. I, I, I think I just have to kind of get over myself. I don't know. It's, I, I, I've, I've, about, I've been saying that about you for years. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, I'm not, I'm not being. I'm Sorry. not being Ben. I'm, I'm. I'm trying to be serious here. I, I, I know you are. And I, I mean, as as we said when we said, what does elite mean to you, Major Go? I've 
I fell in love with this game in 1984. And it's been a part of my childhood, it's part of my growing up, and it's been part of my adult life. And, you know, in your mind when you played Elite back in 1984, or even first encounters and things like that, you had an image of what you wanted Elite to be. And it just feels like, at least at the moment, that is starting to deflate. Right. Okay. So this this is not not what I mean. I've always had the impression you didn't want Odyssey anyway, Shan. I I wanted the Odyssey vision that was portrayed in the David Braden Kickstarter videos. But that was included walking around in ships. Yes. Right. Okay. But that alone wouldn't fix it because my my you know my how many point list I made walking around in ships and delivering what I promised was only part of it. And as I say, I'm looking down that list and I'm thinking that is not easily fixable stuff. No, and it's it's, not. I, I've so, I'm no, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm thinking, I'm just, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. looking at it. And so I had to take time away to, to rationally think about what it was that I had issues about. And some of you may be fine about this stuff. I mean, ah, we talk about a lot of rubbish. I couldn't stop making a fuss. But, for me, it's just a huge, huge letdown. And to be fair, what what should they do about it? Because you ask, should they um, should they release it? No, they shouldn't. They should do a no man's sky. They sh- they should issue a proper apology, and they should say we are you know we are going to redesign this from the ground up because it clearly does not meet the expectations and love our players have put into the game. I, I think I think they should. In their roadmap, their roadmap should not just be a roadmap for fixing it. It should be, how are you going to address issues like I listed? Right. Well, basically, uh, in your opinion, Odyssey is completely crap and should be rewritten. I didn't say completely. I mean, I've had good moments in it, but it's just overall. I mean, someone said to me, um, oh, so uh, you think Odyssey is undercooked? And I said, it's not just undercooked cook it's a turkey on christmas eve that's still in the freezer and there it's we in have the it. freezer as opposed to being you know running around the farm yeah i was gonna i, I was gonna ask the question about whether or not that if it wasn't for the uh for the connectivity issues or the uh or the fps issues there but i i don't think i even need to because most of the issues that you've raised there are fundamental design decisions about how Odyssey has been uh, created. Uh, and that's what I meant earlier by I said they carefully catalogued all the player feedback and everything else like that over all the years, put it in a nice and neat folder on a list, and then burnt it. Because the design has been factored around Twitch shooting FPS, and it's just Ooh. it just hasn't got that. It hasn't got that. Well, that's just my, my view of it. And it's like all the suggestions, all the things people put in place, we want to see this, the infamous list, virtually none of that has come into fruition. So, yes, it is a design decision. It is, it's, for me, it, it's fundamentally designed, um, not to my taste. Right. Okay. Well, we're going to have to leave that one there and move on to Psychit. Oh, how have you managed it for the last. Uh, hmm. If you can follow that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, when did Odyssey come out? When was it? Uh, thir- it feels when, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, wasn't Wednesday. it? It was Wednesday. It's, it's it's not even been a week yet. Just to 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 um 
put that in, into just sort of my my perspective. I I struggled, of course I did. I, um, I, I don't know anybody who hasn't gone. Oh, cry! This isn't good. This is this is um a bit of a struggle. I hate. There's a lot of UI that I really really dislike. A lot of UI that I really really dislike. The straw for me that that made me go okay. I can't just stream elite anymore. I have. I was already thinking I wasn't just streaming anymore. But the one, the thing that was like, okay, yeah, no, not going to do that. Um, I'm going to look at um other options and things like that. Was um just quite seeing my home system having two separate ticks because there is there's a tick that happens in Odyssey and then a tick that happens in um on the Horizon side. And I know like not not a lot of people would really like notice that a pair lot of, or, or or even even see that but they people have been logging into odyssey and seeing wars in different states or like having different wins to um then logging into horizons and seeing it differently and yes i was expecting the bgs to be absolutely buggered for the first week yes i absolutely was um but the bgs is the bit that i fell in love with so the fact that the ticks would just occur it happening at different times was kind of like, okay, well, F this, I'm out for a little bit and I'm gonna um like calm calm myself, get into a better headspace around Elite. Um, and then I was getting nine frames per second on Friday night and I was just like, Why? No. Why am I how am I supposed to portray this in a, any form of decent light with other people that i'm i'm with and so so how am i supposed to be like going beat champion championing words this game um and i was tired on friday as well and everything just got a little bit too much for me and i was just like the 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 it's it's really hurting but then yeah. speaking to other people and then also speaking to Arth and seeing seeing how Arthur Arthur felt. You could it was palpable on Saturday that he was really, really gutted that all of this was happening and that kind of thing. Put it a little bit more into perspective for me that I'm I'm still with everything that's currently with everything that's currently happening with the UI with the fixes that are coming in. And with all of the, um, with the patch that's um, coming in on Thursday, I am still confident that we are going to get a, we're going to get to a, a better position. Yes, it may not be exactly what every uh, Tom, Dick and Harry wants. It may not be exactly the Odyssey that everybody wanted or that Braben even was talking about in the Kickstarter, but it will be more of a, more of a more of a game than it currently is yeah i think i think i think that's what where i would probably leave it so uh, let's let's be honest out of the three of you not one of you have really had a positive experience with odyssey i mean the end the um i've i've watched people have excellent times with exploration and i must admit before before we came here before i, I reason i was late there, there, there was some lovely times. Sca- I, I thought I was going to hate scanning the plan and stuff, mm. and I really enjoyed doing what I've just done. You know, um, and that was like in my home system, and I was enjoying it. And it was a bit of, it was a bit of a laugh, and it was a bit of fun. We struggled to get instance, but you know that's elite 
101 is you're going to struggle to get instant. Um, but again, why are we making those excuses still? Yes, that is that is the issue. Right. Well, um, I guess I get my turn. Unfortunately, like I said, I'm in a little bit of a different boat because uh, my experience has been mostly positive. I've had only about five disconnects. I've had very little FPS loss. And um, like Psychic, I actually took my commander out into the black for the first time in absolutely ages uh, and found myself really enjoying uh, exploring again, which I didn't think I'd do because I I got so bored of it last time. Um, The new logging of the biologicals and finding the... uh, Finding the planetary stuff, I thoroughly enjoyed. And the fact that the the new planetary, uh, finding new ways to find the planetary points of interest. Um, Even though I was talking to uh, Fiery Toad um, earlier on this, there does seem to be a bug there where you'll have very busy planets when you're thousands and thousands of light years out of the the bubble. That that doesn't feel right. But apart from that... um, I found it a very, very uplifting experience because some of the planets that I came across, they they were they were beautiful. I mean, I've I've seen reports about people complaining about the planetary tech and um, some of the the way the new terrain is generated. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, my experience was when I was out there, yeah, it didn't bother me and. Yeah, the vistas were absolutely stunning. I was I was basically watching sunrises and sunsets, which I think we can all agree is probably the best part uh, where you can get the best views. Um, and basically, the, the the way the engine rendered it, it looked fantastic. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say that uh, I found it completely perfect. Um, the galaxy map, okay, I'm fine with it, but it does need a lot of the functionality that's been lost from the previous version put back in. System map, I actually do like that one. Um, it's got more. I, I find I can get to the information that I need quicker than the old system map. I think it's just getting used to it. However, I hated the outfitting screens. I absolutely despise them. That UI does nothing but confuse the life out of me and uh, just... <laughs> I, I think I sold by accident two beam lasers I didn't want to. And it's a good job there's a buyback option because um, I don't want to lose my... Um, I don't want to lose my engineered beam lasers to one bad click. Uh, but, yeah, apart from that... Um, I've done missions. I didn't have any FPS slowdown. Um, I haven't done any of the combat, the on-foot combat zones, though. So I've got to give that a try and see whether or not my car can hold up. But in general, because of the, what I've been doing, I've enjoyed it. And um, yeah, it's a little bit. I mean, I mean, I can understand how some people are. Uh, are upset because obviously they're not getting the performance, they're not staying connected. But that's not been my experience on this one, which is uh, obviously in contrast with everybody else. So, I finished. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to sort of in response to what you said, Colin, and so I, 
I, don't get me wrong, but there have been moments I thought, yeah, this is really cool. Particularly, say, I've got my commander who's 30 odd thousand light years away on the way to Beagle Point, and I've done some planetary exploration on it. And you're right, some of the, you know, some of the planet tech and some of the views and stuff like that has been really, really amazing. And so it's not all negative from me. So please don't, please don't uh, take the wrong thing. The other. I don't want. I wouldn't like listeners to take the wrong thing. Is me saying because they didn't do what I wanted, I hate it. That's kind of not what I'm hoping is coming across. I, I, I gave a list of observations. Now, some of them, yes, a personal opinion, like, um, <clears throat> like the, the engineer grind or what or whatever. So, yes, yeah, some of it is personal, but some of them are, are just real. Why didn't they play the game and notice this? Like, like Psychic said about the BGS and stuff like that. It's just attention to detail that they wasn't in the game, and I think that's the most frustrating thing. And attention to detail isn't always um, subjective; it's objective as well. And yeah, I, I just don't want people to say, "Oh, Jan's full okay, of drop." Jan, didn't get what we want. Jan, we are beginning to run out of time, and I'm afraid to say, "Sorry, yeah, sorry, before. fair enough, fair enough." Um, ben, do you want to quickly give some comments that we've seen in Twitch? And uh, then well, we are actually going, I've just seen the time. We're going to have to write, wrap up quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Kaizen from Elite Week saying, other than, other than the frame weight rates, server stability and UIs, <laughs> the bug planet tech, instancing issues, missing functionality on the maps, broken loops, missions to nowhere, Inability to share team missions, missions fleshed out loops for exploration, biology, scavenging, salvage, ship interiors, missing fleet carrier interiors, and the fade to black in the blue circle <laughs> in the blue circle ship, I think Odyssey is semi-okay. That's what have the Romans ever done for us, really? Um, the, the, Armstrong, the Armstrong blue circle. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, that. No, I'm not. Don't get me started. Don't. No. Uh, I think Jonathan Teen Time actually has a very valid point responding to you, I guess, Shan, which was if you run a PLC, you cannot go back on commitments that you've made to the stock market. Happy customers and quality are nice to have um, outside of maybe safety issues in the auto, auto market. So, yeah, that I think that's, that's true because if. If you promise we will release Odyssey Q3, or sorry, Q, uh, Q1 2021, you can't suddenly go off and say, you know what, actually, guys, can I just respond to that thought? Is, well, you have to be quick. I, I will be quick. Five words or less. I can't do five words. It's part of my real, and part of my real job, I make sure stuff that my com- the company I work for does doesn't completely turn to poo. And that view of the stockholders has to be happy regardless is short-sighted because a screw-up can cause immense reputational and financial damage and said customers won't ever touch any of your products ever again. So while the investors may be initially happy, long-term they'll sell and the investors don't care anyway because I'll just buy test the stock. Okay, well, I'm afraid to yeah. say we're going to have to draw a line under the under the uh, the Odyssey response. Um, this person here is is probably hoping that uh, the the new patch that comes out sorts out a lot of the performance issues, but we'll just have to wait and see. And it is going to be a case of I think wait and see how Odyssey is in a month. 
at least. So, at least it'll give us something to talk about for the next X amount of shows, Colin. <laughs> yeah, as long as we don't go around in circles again and again and again. So quickly, we will touch on the community corner. Um, so obviously, Psykit, you are doing a uh, raising money for CLIC Sergeant on behalf of member Colliot Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to quickly uh, touch on that? Um, cancer really sucks. <laughs> it's shit. I don't mean to laugh at cancer. No, I just, you know, I mean, it's it's ho- it's horrible. And Click Sergeant do um uh, a shit ton of work helping people um in the UK who have um uh um children who are going through um a terrible terrible situation. They do their best to um, ease that burden and help the families they help the ki- the children they help they help everyone it is um it is an absolutely beautiful charity that i didn't know enough about until i started researching them um uh it is it is just a a, a wonderful a wonderful thing to be raising money for we are doing a shed load of giveaways on friday Frontier have given me um, giveaways. Um, we have stuff from Beetlejuice as well, and um, uh, HCS um, uh, gift cards as well that we are set, uh, uh, we are giving away on Friday, twelve hour stream. We've also got some front page time. Um, please, please come along on Friday. But if you want to donate before, the link is in chat. Please consider doing so. Right, we will certainly, obviously, publish that la- that link in the show notes. Yes. Um, now, unfortunately, we have run out of time, so uh, I unfortunately I will not be able to mention the notable stellar phenomena, which is a elite dangerous animated parody. Obviously, the Odyssey renderer, which uh, was the uh, the post on on Reddit about um, the. Uh, the graphics engineer who spotted a couple of issues will have to come back to that at a later point. And uh, both Hawks Gaming and Down to Earth Astronomy have done um, how to farm everything materials guides uh, on their YouTube channels, which, again, we'll have to come back to another time. Um, so I'm afraid to say it's straight on to our shout-out. So first of all, say hello to our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio. They broadcast on a Thursday at half past eight. You can tune in at twitch.tv, Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. Also, they're in a war at Alpha Centuri, so please go defend the mug. Um, for the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. Um, we're going to shout out the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. Uh, so hi to Elus Screws, Elite Week, Flight Assist, uh, Elite Cast for the Spanish speakers, the Canon Podcast, Fatherhood Podcast, Squeaking Fuel, System Chat, The Guard Frequency, and Allograb AM. And for those of you that want a literary discussion about science fiction and fantasy books, please subscribe to the Data Slate podcast as created by Station Commander Alan Stroud. Um, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest that's provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Um, and we'd like to thank everybody who's chipped in at the Twitch chat uh, and any in-game commanders that have joined Ben at uh, Leave Radio Broadcasting House. Uh, we'll also say special thanks to Commander Tokoso, who has created the music for the, the introduction of the show. So that's it for another episode of Leave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at 
at laveradio.com. Uh, hit us up at facebook.com. Tweet us at laveradio.com. You can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. I've got a question. And what have I said about when I'm doing the roundup? Well, it's it's more Ben, really. He's repeated competition, 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 competition. <sighs> ben, go on. That was a not-so-subtle hint to remind you, Colin, that we did a, we posted a competition last week. And mm. I was going to, you know, I was at least say, we haven't drawn the competition yet. We will draw it between this week and next week, and we will get back to people. Excellent. Glad you're there. Right. So, um, Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half past eight and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Ben, thanks to Shan, thanks to Psykit, and special thanks to today's tech specialist, the Chris Mark IV. And until next time, commanders, uh, fly safe, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous. seconds I'll be right back. Galnet News Digest 25th of May 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Oracle Starport stabilised. Apex criticised over a no cancellation rule. Fleet carriers restored to service. The Invisible SRV. Beige PM on track to expand. Engineers working for Sirius Incorporated say they have restored the Oracle starport in the Delphi system to a stable orbit. The starport started drifting after its alignment thrusters were damaged last week, and it was feared that it might rapidly deorbit, given the rough terrain of Moon Delphi 5A and its consequently irregular gravitational pull. 
Evacuating a damaged station typically takes around a week, so there was no realistic hope of rescuing all inhabitants within the estimated eight-hour window. The irregular motion of the station made docking difficult, and this further limited the efficiency of the evacuation effort. It is thanks to the cool heads and analytical minds of Sirius employees that the starport is still in orbit. With the damaged thrusters back online, Sirius claims that the orbit is stable and that further work is being undertaken to ensure this failure cannot happen again. There are unconfirmed reports that one or more of the other Thargoid damaged stations may have had alignment thrusters similarly affected, but there are no reports of any stations actually crashing out of orbit. It appears that the Thargoids may have developed a more powerful form of attack, and the stations may in future not just be damaged by Thargoid attack, but they may be destroyed entirely. Commanders have hit out at taxi company Apex Interstellar after getting stranded by its no-cancellation policy. There are settlements in what might be considered by some to be impossible places in the galaxy. Places where gravity is too high for anyone to live there, or temperatures too hot to get from the landing pad to the presumably air-conditioned interior. If commanders with their own spaceship take a mission to one of these settlements, set down on the landing pad, and then get told it's unsafe to disembark, then it's no big deal, really. They may not be able to complete the impossible mission, but that's not the end of the world. However, if you take an Apex Interstellar taxi to one of these settlements, you get caught by a double bind. You can't disembark from the taxi because it's either too hot, the gravity's too high, or possibly both. But you can't tell the taxi driver to fly you back to the starport, because Apex Interstellar operates a strict no-returns rule. You're stuck there, in your passenger chair. In the case of a high-gravity world, quite literally stuck there. Unable to get out, and unable to take off. With infinite patience, the Apex Interstellar cabbie will wait for you to get off. And when you don't, they'll wait some more. Because the taxi's landed, you can't get a friend to blow you up. You just have to sit there. Forever. Why are Apex taxi drivers so stubborn? Why won't they take you back where you came from? Is it some sort of protest about the low charge they're allowed to make for each journey? Whatever the cause, Apex seems guilty of giving its customers a very poor experience. There is, however, apparently a solution. Using telepresence, and while you're still sitting in your taxi at the unsurvivable destination, persuade a friend to invite you to multi-crew with them, and then persuade your friend to self-destruct their ship. You are only a hologram in their ship, but by some magic, when your hologram dies, you will not get transported back to your patiently waiting Apex taxi, but to the last ship you flew. The Apex taxi becomes an unpleasant memory and you are once again free to roam the galaxy. Following the emergency halting of all fleet carrier movements last week, the Pilots' Federation has cautiously but irreversibly permitted the carriers to resume operations. 
The halt was called because there were concerns about the fabric of space-time being ripped apart and the reality of the galaxy becoming unstable as these starport-sized megaships zipped back and forth between systems. The Pilots' Federation hired safety consultant Brewer Safeways, a wholly owned but entirely independent subsidiary of Brewer Corporation, to assess the risk to the galaxy and to reality in general, and was delighted when it was told that carriers are actually improving the integrity of space-time and that punching all those holes actually makes space-time lighter and stronger. And there is a vanishingly small risk of the total collapse of the galaxy and an even smaller risk of an invasion of creatures from another dimension. Other than Thargoids. And they're here already. And in other good news, the unexpected increase in fleet carrier maintenance charges last week turned out to be an accounting error, whereby owners were charged for nearly two weeks' maintenance. Brewer Corporation, which runs fleet carrier sales and maintenance, has apologised to its customers for the unfortunate error. Commanders have been getting used to seeing taupe cobras attacking from all sides, as the galaxy once again gets used to the impact of fleet carriers rending holes in reality. But taupe is such a boring colour. Couldn't we have something prettier? Well, the good news is that the galaxy has been to the cosmetics shop and spent some marks on some paint jobs. Over the weekend, the Cobra of Doom was sporting a rather fetching blue paint job, and there's some evidence the galaxy may have been claiming twitch drops, with the ever-present possibility of a purple python. Commanders, too, have been granted access to a very special paint job, the Invisible SRV, is quite the fashion. Looking perfectly normal to the commander, it is entirely undetectable to teammates and enemy, allowing for stealth attacks with the enemy entirely unable to shoot back. Getting into an invisible SRV does look a bit strange, though. On the subject of blue, the Pilots' Federation decided not to issue the version of the detailed surface scanner that it tried out in the Galaxy simulation. That version, that displayed a multicoloured heat map, was considered too confusing, after the Pilots' Federation failed to issue any instructions on how to use it or what the colours meant. They have instead issued a revised version of the detailed surface scanner that shows only blue thus causing further confusion among commanders who were expecting to see yellow, green and red as well. But at least now the Dyson scanner is completely automated. Just click and hold, and the scanner does all the work. Alliance Prime Minister Edmund Mann appears to be on track not only to win a new term in office, but also to have a mandate to continue the expansionist policies for which he has become renowned. His proposal is substantially ahead in the popular mandate, and it seems all but certain that when he wins his new six-year term in office, the first Prime Minister ever to serve more than a single term, Mahan will sponsor a tritium mining initiative which will in turn allow a rash of new Alliance starports to be installed across the inhabited bubble. Marne's rival, Councillor Nakato Kane, stands little chance of winning, and her proposal to mine void opals and fund the production of more rare goods throughout Alliance space seems dead in the water. 
the prime ministerial election will be held on Thursday, delayed from its original date in February, to allow the alliance to participate in the Galactic Summit. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Creatures from another dimension, from another dimension, from another dimension, another dimension, another dimension, from another dimension.